When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Pleased to say that our guest is uh, on the line for the next uh, segment of the show, and that, of course, is former Black Cap uh, Ross Taylor. Good morning to you, Ross. Morning, Smitty. How are you, man? Uh, look, black and white, the book, uh, it's been out for, what, a week to 10 days now? How's the book tour going? Yeah, it's been good. Um, number one bestseller in, in New Zealand, non-fiction and fiction, after three days. So, um, yeah, obviously proud of that. And nice to get around uh, some of the rural places that we we don't get to play cricket and, and see some familiar faces along the way as well. Okay, so uh, what's what's been the, the reaction, Ross? And, and I mean... When you've been talking to people, apart from the fact they've been coming up and, and spending the money on the book and you've been signing it, what, what, what's the general chat that, that you've been having with people? Oh, I think they've um, definitely been positive. Uh, obviously, a lot of people have congratulated me um, on my career, but um, you know, a lot of probably the most telling thing was a lot of people watched that Sky interview with Laura. Um, mm-hmm. I think they've all been... Um, interested in that and and how that came across and, and probably gave um, the book a bit more publicity than, than it would have. So uh, there's a few things that uh, revealed in that interview that um, was obviously in the book and um, has stirred the interest up. What's what's the most commonly asked question uh, about the book? Is, is it the captaincy issue? Is it, what is what is the, the the one that people perhaps uh, you've found are, are most inquisitive about? Um, yeah, I think I think in terms of the obviously there's there's a lot made of the racism um, and the papers there's a little bit of clickbait I, I think um, you know you know I touch on it and and there is three or four pages in there um, but no I think the po- people obviously talk about the captaincy um, a little bit of racism David White and and the awards and and things like that so yeah I think those things that people didn't know about. Um, uh, obviously, and, and a little bit of things about me growing up that a lot of people want to know as well. Yeah, I found that that part of it, uh, the pre-Ross Taylor, when um, when I, I, I first met you, that, that pre part of uh, growing up in the YRF, going down to uh, Athletic Park, etc. Uh, I mean, that was quite quite fascinating. Was it was it hard to recall some of that stuff? Or did you really have to sit down and think about it, or has it always been there? Uh. Yeah, I think you. I guess you. I've lived a, and done some pretty amazing things that I, you know, that you do forget about. But um, you know, every time you watch the All Blacks, I've only watched the All Blacks a few times, but I never forget the time that I had to jump on the on the train and Mum and Dad put me on the train by myself as an eight-year-old um, and sitting there 
uh, next to Zinza and Brooks. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't let John T. walk down to the dairy by himself at eight. So, uh, you know, to see how, how um, you know, we've changed uh, over time is, is, is funny as well. When you look back on the fact that you, you moved um, uh, in that uh, last couple of years of secondary school from uh, from Wairapa to Palmerston North, how instrumental um, do you think that was uh, in terms of where you ended up? Uh, yeah, I think it, it had a big part to play. I think um, playing those traditional winter schools against Wellington College, Auckland Grammar, Wanganui Collegiate, um, being away from home, being away from your your support structure and, and growing up really quickly was a was a massive influence, I think. Um, and you're with your friends uh, 24-7. Um, I think it, it definitely fast-tracked my my cricket, I, I feel. Um, I, I think I still would have succeeded if I'd stayed in Wairapa, but I think Palmerston North definitely, um, you know, to rub shoulders with a, a lot of different people that I wouldn't have uh, had I stayed in, in Marston. Was it ever a tough choice between cricket and hockey? Um, no, not really. I think I was always slightly better at cricket than, than hockey. And, um, you know, I, you saw the, the career path, I think, you know, you can make a living, um, out of playing cricket where, um, hockey, you know, it was only a select few, you know, admittedly, um, you know, when I wanted to play cricket, there was no IPL or, or, thing, or things like that. Um, you know, to make money, you had to obviously play for New Zealand. Um, and and to probably go and play county cricket. Ross, um, obviously when you read the book, you know you've released a lot of things, um, you know, off your chest, etc. That have been sitting there for quite some period of time. Uh, how how good do you feel now that you've been able to do that and and publicly let those things out? Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you're not really sure how the reaction's going to be. Um, you know, when you play for New Zealand and the things that did happen to, to me, um, you know, I just I just had to keep it inside. I wasn't able to talk about it. Um, you know, obviously that's a little bit of a conscious decision, but um, you know, I wouldn't have had much of a career if I'd told my story at the time. But um, no, I mean, obviously looking back on it, 2012 uh, when it did happen, um, I was working with Gilbert and Oka, the mental skills coach. Uh, for the All Blacks and you know he said to me Ross um, you know don't forget this this is going to make a good book um, so it was first back then that Gilbert sowed the seed with me and um, probably six or seven months later I met the publishers uh, we talked about um, the incident uh, or the incidents and I got her off my chest then um, so you know I always knew um, that this day would come it was nice Paul Thomas and I never really even talked about the captaincy or you already had 20 25,000 words to reflect back on and, and go over. Um, so, you know, for me, it was just to elaborate on a few things. So, no, it was nice. I think it's a, it's a good read. Um, you know, it, it covers a lot of things in my career, not just <clears throat> not just the negatives. Um, you know, there's a lot of positive and, and funny stories in there as well. It is. I mean, and, and that is, um, I think, what people shouldn't forget is that um, sometimes the issues uh, can... Those sorts of issues can cloud can cloud over what uh, Ross Taylor's career was generally all about, and that was scoring runs and being part of winning sides. And uh, I, I don't think we should um, we should ever let anything detract from that. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I suppose the media um, have got to go in their different directions. I mean, um, you know, well-being is quite topical at the moment, and no one's really uh, mentioned anything about that. So. 
um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, as I said, I didn't really know where it was going to go. Um, I knew that it would stir up some interest, but um, uh, I hope people uh, that read it um, get a little bit of an insight into me and, and um, how I tick and, and a few stories along the way as well. Now that um, you know you've you've cut your ties with the international side of things, and it's been a little while, um, do you still miss it? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I miss elements of it. I miss the um, the lunch at Lords. I was a bit jealous when the, I watched that first test. Um, <laughs> but no, I think um, yeah, I didn't miss watching it from home. Devon Conway going out to bat at two for two. Uh, that's when I said to my wife, I'm I'm happy to be watching this in bed. Um, but no, I've had my time. I, I look forward to watching from afar and, and seeing how the team uh, develops uh, over the coming years. So when you say you look forward to it from afar, I mean, I mean it's been part and parcel of, of your life really um, for so long. You, you must surely going to have some sort of uh, attachment to it in some way looking forward, going forward? Yeah, I think um, you know, regardless of of what you you do, whether you work in cricket or work outside of cricket, when you played as long as I have and, and had an involvement, um, you're going to be involved in some capacity. I've already been asked from a, a few players to mentor them, and um, and I look forward to doing that. I mean, I had a, a close relationship with with a few former players, and, and obviously Martin Crowe. So it'd be nice to pass on that knowledge. There's no use playing 450 games for your country and going and doing something else. I, I look forward to, I've just started a new job a um, couple of days a week in, in Auckland uh, with a company in Auckland, Castle Point. But, um, you know, that gives me the flexibility to go and play, um, you know, tournaments around the world and, and still play for Central Districts, but also, um, you know, learn a, learn a new role. And um, I'm excited for that. So what are you doing? Tell us about Castle Point. Uh, I'm a... Uh, I'm a client relationship manager. They run a few um, a few funds in, in Australia and in New Zealand equities. So something that I've been passionate about for, for a few years now. And um, I've been working with them on and off um, and in sort of an ambassador role, I guess, since 2018. Um, but, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll give you a call later, Smithy, and we'll, we'll talk money. Well, we could talk payback. Uh, that would be nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, uh, here's... <laughs> I've still got those receipts from that dairy around the corner. Uh, <laughs> right, okay, let's let's look at a couple of let's look at a couple of uh, issues uh, on world cricket now, of course. Um, and one of the, the things that is uh, quite concerning because uh, you've you've got a great passion for this and your career uh, will be defined, I think, by it is Test cricket, Ross, and that is uh, the future of Test cricket. Uh, you know, KP, Kevin Peterson, a lot of players, Michael Vaughan, etc., coming out and saying they fear for uh, Test cricket now because of the uh, the continuing continuing to develop as a T20 game, and and the fact that windows are closing when the five five day game can be played, do you fear for Test cricket? Yeah, I think so. I think um, you know, with all these leagues and coming up, um, you know, Bolte's just uh, you know not not taken as or reneged on his contract with New Zealand to to spend more time um, with his family, but you know, he signed for a couple of different leagues. Um, already after the news had, had broke. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, IPL is getting longer. Um, these other tournaments are, are just creating such a small window and obviously the game of cricket, um, you know, I think too, we won't 
as the New Zealand side won't play three test match series very often. I mean, we don't do that now. Um, I think it's it's going to be very rare uh, in the coming times. But um, no, I think hopefully the administrators and the players still 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 hold test cricket, um, you know, as the ultimate. But um, you know, as I think I saw yesterday, um, I think Graham Smith said that. Test cricket could only be played by four or five, maybe six nations in, in the coming years, which would be disappointing. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are, are onto the same theme about this. Um, you know, it would be would be very very disappointing. I mean, because if you can if you compare the, the three forms of cricket, um, Test cricket to One Day International cricket to T uh, Twenty cricket, I mean, obviously T Twenty cricket is where um, y- you got some some great financial reward out of it, but. How would you rate them now, looking back? Well, it goes in that order, I think. Um, Test cricket, one-day cricket, 2020. I, don't get me wrong, I love um, playing 2020 cricket, um, but it's not the it's not the best format of the game. Um, you, I think there's, it's getting saturated, um, and when when the same when the same players are playing in the same tournaments, it's actually quite hard for the general public to know what's going on. Um, you know, a lot of people are going, I do. I, they just can't get into all these different tournaments. Um, you know, New Zealand's probably one of the only tournaments that doesn't have, are not owned by overseas um, franchise and that doesn't have mm. international players um, playing in it. So, you know, are we missing the boat in that? In that, um, you know, time will tell. But uh, yeah, I, Test cricket's still the ultimate. I still feel there's definitely a, um, a time for one-day cricket. I think, as, as you're starting to see now, I think. We played seven ODIs around about um, from when we lost the final um, in 2019. So one day cricket at the moment is the one that's getting squeezed the most. Um, but I still feel like that's probably the most high profile of the, the one day World Cup. Or the, the one day World Cup is probably one of the most high profile that teams want to win. So yeah, I think there's definitely uh, a squeeze in there that's not probably um, getting managed at the moment, but uh, time will tell. Just uh, finally, Ross, I could talk to you for for, uh, for hours actually, but uh, just finally, um, words coming through that uh, Pukakura Park might no longer be a first-class uh, cricket venue as such. Um, that would be, for me anyway, I mean, it's been donkey's years since I've uh, even been there, but uh, my memory is, is something fantastic. Uh, you've been there a lot more recently than me. If that was to go off the cricketing landscape, what, what would be missing? Oh, it's my favourite ground in the country. Um, you know, people ask me the question a lot on the tour. Uh, your favourite ground, Lords, Adelaide Oval, Pukakura Park. I mean, it would be be hugely disappointing not only for the Taranaki people um, and Central Districts cricket, but the players alike. I mean, the players love it. Um, maybe not so much the bowlers, but um, the batters certainly <laughs> certainly enjoy um, Pukakura Park. It's, it's so picturesque and, and the history around it. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully the council and, and New Zealand cricket can um, sort something out, and it's not a political play to to get stuff done. Um, that you know, centre districts and and you know all those players. I know the players love playing here, and hopefully it's uh, it sorts itself out in, in time. So, um, and, and the book tour now. Have you got anything left to do, or are you heading anywhere else so that people can come and meet you? Uh, no, it's been. I, haven't got a lot planned now. I, um, I've just signed on as an ICC ambassador, so um, I've got to take the world 
2020 World Cup to Fiji, um, which will be a tough ask. Oh, um, God. Going there for a couple of days. Um, but then I've just signed to go to a Legends League in, in, a, in India as well, so head off there in a, in a couple of weeks. So um, there's a few little things here in Hamilton um, planned, but, uh, but, but not a lot, lot more. Okay, well, good luck with those. Um, and, uh, yeah, it must, must be tough going to Fiji uh, two or three times a month. So uh, we'll look out for you there. Uh, 9.47 here. Uh, Ross Taylor, uh, congratulations on a very, very successful book. Great read. Um, and good luck with what's coming up, eh? Uh, thanks, Millie. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.